many of you have heard my stories about hiking in Scotland and particularly the story when we were up in the hills of the Isle of Skye, also known as the Misty Isle, and how badly prepared my three friends and I were uh, when the thick mist came down and swallowed us up. You know, we were helpless, wandering around like the blind leading the blind, going around in circles until suddenly I heard the cry of a seagull underneath me and realized that we were standing on a cliff face with the sea far below us. And we retraced our steps, so we put up our tents as best as we could and decided to sit it out. We really had no other choice, you know, no cell phones back then. But the mist was known to stay for days and we had few supplies and we were wet and cold and could have got hypothermia. I was scared. You know, we all were. I'd just become a Christian a few months before, so I was praying. And I'm pretty sure my unbelieving friends were praying too. Uh, but somehow we managed to get some sleep. And then when we woke up, we saw the amazing sight of the mist literally rolling away before the rising sun. And there in the distance, we saw a farmhouse, the farmhouse we'd been looking for. Praise God, bless you, Lord. You know, as I look back on those events, I've got no doubt that God was helping us in spite of our stupidity. I've no doubt that he caused that seagull to cry just at that moment, because otherwise I could have died. I've got no doubt that he caused the mist to roll back and showed us that farmhouse where we could get help. I wonder how many times God has helped us, sometimes without us even realizing it. Have you ever wondered about that? You know, can you look back on your life and see narrow escapes, uh, amazing deliverances, times when you thought that you wouldn't make it, when you felt uh, trapped or overwhelmed, but now you can look back and say, thank you, Lord. That's how the psalmist felt in Psalm 124 which been, has been attributed to David. And in this psalm, David calls the people of God to sing with him and to sing praises to God. So let's just take a look at it now, and I hope it will give you something to sing about so that like the psalmist, whatever is threatening to overwhelm you, you will trust in the Lord, knowing that he is for you, he is with you, and he will help you. So let's now read it together. Psalm 124. A song of ascents of David. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when people rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive when their anger was kindled against us. Then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us then over us would have gone the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We've escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. You know, last week we saw how the psalmist's eyes were lifted up to the one enthroned in the heavens. He was looking to God for grace and mercy, expecting his help, while enduring the contempt of those around him. And in this next psalm, uh, the psalmist is now 
kind of looking back and blessing God for his help and singing about his deliverance. And we are invited to join in. I love the way that David starts this song. He's like a worship leader calling God's people to worship and to join him in response. So in verses one and two, it says, if it hadn't been for the Lord who was on our side, you know, come on church, sing with me, he says, if it hadn't been for the Lord who was on our side, if God hadn't been for us, when the people rose up against us, we would have been toasted, he says. And he gives a very poetic description of what they were facing from these enemies who rose up against them. He sings, you know, if God hadn't been on our side, then they would have swallowed us up alive when their anger was kindled against us. Then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us and then over us would have gone the raging waters. Floodwaters are very descriptive of the troubles that we may encounter in life that threaten to overwhelm us. Maybe you're in a situation right now that's threatening to overwhelm you. In which case you need to hear what this psalm is saying, that God is for you, God is with you, and God will help you. He will not abandon you. But the specific threat that the psalmist is referring to here was from other people. Uh, the people who he says rose up against them. Now we don't know who their attackers were. Maybe David had the uh, Egyptian army in mind with their horses and chariots when they were pursuing the Israelites in the Exodus. Or maybe it was the Philistine armies that David came up against. Whoever it was, it sounds like a, a vast army kind of sweeping down on them, overtaking them like a, a devastating tsunami. It's like one of those scenes in the Lord of the Rings. We've got this vast army of uh, raging orcs and goblins, you know, pouring onto the battlefield like this unstoppable wave sweeping over their victims. And David is saying, if it hadn't been for God, they would have perished. They would have been swallowed up, drowned, swept away by these raging waters. But raging waters also suggests chaotic forces, forces of darkness. It's a common image that's used in the Old Testament. In the ancient world, for example, the sea was often viewed in that way, uh, a kind of malevolent force that was sometimes depicted as a giant sea monster that threatened to swallow people up. And that's the kind of image that the psalmist is using. And of course, we know that, you know, whoever our own attackers may be, Whoever may rise up against us or, or seek to harm us, our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and powers of darkness, as Paul says in Ephesians 6. You know, we have an enemy who hates us, whose anger has been kindled against us. Having been thrown down from heaven, Satan is bitterly opposed to God's purposes in this world. Of course, he is no rival to the Lord, the creator of all things, the one who made heaven and earth and who is enthroned on high. So the closest that Satan can come to hurting God is to hurt us, God's children. And one of the most devastating ways he can do that is by using other people to attack us. It's other people who can hurt us the most, especially when they're close to us. Because we take it personally, don't we? You know, their, their words and actions can leave a lasting wound. As Bible teacher Beth Moore comments on this psalm, she says, 
Our toughest challenges most often involve people rather than circumstances. People are much more difficult to get over than inanimate situations. Even if we haven't experienced many people's vicious attacks, we've encountered Satan's, whether or not we've realized it. Again, it's not flesh and blood that we're contending with, it's the powers of darkness. You know, these raging waters that seek to sweep us away and would probably succeed, but for God. You see, that's what this psalm is about. We would be thoroughly overwhelmed, swept away by the troubles of life if it were not for God. As Eugene Peterson said, this psalm is not about the hazards, it's about the help. The hazards of life are the setting, but God's help is the subject. That's what this is about. Which is why in verse 6, David then exclaims, Blessed be the Lord, who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We've escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. He changes the analogy here from the threat of floodwaters to the threat of a hunter to its prey. And again, you know, we're reminded that in 1 Peter 5, our adversary, the devil, is described as a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. But God has not abandoned us. We see his protection here. As the psalmist says, he's not given us as prey to their teeth. And yet, you know, God's intervention is not totally obvious. It, it kind of seems unexpected because he says, we escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare is broken and we escaped. He sounds almost surprised. You know, God's protection or intervention is not always miraculous and obvious, like when he delivered his people from the Egyptians and they parted the Red Sea. I mean, that was the clear intervention of God. But sometimes it's more subtle than that. Sometimes when we think we're going to be overwhelmed by our circumstances, uh, when the opposition gets too much and we really can't take any more, you know, when the, when the storm is threatening to drown us and there seems no way of escape, suddenly something changes and we find we're through it. We escaped. You know, there we were, despairing of life itself, getting swept away, raging waters going over our heads, but suddenly we found ourselves on dry ground. And all we can say is, blessed be the Lord. We escaped. But we know it wasn't by chance. It was God's hand. It was his help. How many times in your life can you look back and see God's hand at work? Guiding, providing, protecting, helping. You couldn't see it at the time. Maybe like me, you were lost in the mist going round and round in circles. You may have been drowning in despair, in doubt, in darkness, but somehow you came through it. You escaped. And all you can do is look back and say, blessed be the Lord. You know, if it hadn't been for God, I dread to think what would have happened. If it hadn't been for God, where would you be today? I tell you, I can't imagine how my life would have turned out or what damage I would have done if it hadn't been for God. My family was broken. My dad was absent, practicing witchcraft. My stepdad was in prison. 
As many of you know, I was a punk. I was getting into the occult myself, reading tarot cards, getting drunk at weekends, getting arrested for brawling. As I look back, you know, I have no doubt there were dark forces threatening to swallow me up. When I left high school, I was aimless. I got no plan, no purpose. Then someone suggested I do a foundation year at a nearby art college. I can't even remember who suggested it. I don't even know how I got in, but I do know it was the hand of God. In that year, I met John Cole. I didn't treat him very well, but it was his witness that led me to Christ. It was in that same year I met Emma, my future wife, and John was the best man at our wedding. And I tell you, I cannot begin to imagine how my life would have turned out if it hadn't been for John and Emma. I mean, what a lucky escape. Except it wasn't, was it? It was the providence of God. It was God helping me when I was lost and powerless to help myself. If it hadn't been for God, I would have been toast. You know, I can look back and see how God's hand has been at work in my life in many different situations, and I'm sure you can too. In fact, I encourage you to look back on your own life and say, blessed be the Lord. But here's the thing, you know, God is watching over us and helping us far more than we could ever possibly imagine. We've got no real comprehension of the spiritual forces that are at work in our world the spiritual warfare that's being waged over our lives. You know, the reality of unseen spirits, angels and demons. Again, as Beth Moore comments, she says, you and I have no idea the very real drama that surrounds us. The scenarios that we pay to see at the movies will ultimately pale in comparison to what Christian pilgrims have endured on our journeys to Mount Zion. From heaven's vantage point, your story is exceedingly more exciting than you can conceive, replete with dangers, near misses, and great escapes. Now, there are the powers of darkness that are against us, that are intent on overcoming us, devouring us, laying snares for us, and at the same time, there are probably thousands, if not millions, of unseen ways that God has been working to protect us, guide us, and deliver us. Every day, angels are being deployed to help us. Did you know that? We can't see them. We're not aware of how they're helping us, but we know it's true because Psalm 91 verse 11 tells us, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Listen, if the Lord were not on our side, we would all be toast. Let all God's people sing, blessed be the Lord. But maybe you're unable to sing right now. Maybe you're right in the midst of those raging waters that are threatening to swallow you up and you're feeling overwhelmed. You can't see a way through. It's hard to sing when you're drowning. But that's what the Psalms are about. The Psalmist is not testifying about how good life is and how God spared him from hardship and pain. The Psalms are honest about life. As Eugene Peterson wrote, there is no literature in all the world that is more true to life and more honest than Psalms. For here we have warts and all religion, every skeptical thought, every disappointing venture, every pain, every despair that we can face is lived through and integrated into a personal saving relationship with God. A relationship that also has in it acts of praise, blessing, peace, 
security, trust, and love. The person who wrote Psalm 124 has gone through the worst, but is still alive. He was overwhelmed, but not abandoned. And he's not asking, why did this happen to us? But rather, he is singing with confidence that help can be found in God's name. He's testifying to us that whatever we may be going through, however dark things might look right now, one day we'll look back and say, blessed be the Lord. Because God is for us. And as he says in verse 8, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. The Lord who made heaven and earth, the Lord who spoke all of creation into being, who brought order to the chaos, is the same God who stoops down to help us. He is the God who came from heaven to earth to rescue us. He's the same God who sent his disciples into a raging storm and then told it to be still to show them that he was Lord over the storm. He's the same God who went into the ultimate storm for us. Right When the people rose up against him and darkness tried to swallow him, to devour him, they laid a snare to entrap him, but the grave could not hold him. He rose victoriously, escaping his enemy, now exalted for all eternity, so that whoever calls on the name of the Lord, whoever calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. He is our help. Whatever storm we may face, he has already gone ahead of us. He's overcome it and he will bring us through it. It is Jesus who commands our destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck us from his hand. Come on, sing with me, church. If God is for us, who can be against us? Whatever the enemy may throw at you, whatever trouble lies before you, nothing Nothing will ever separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He will not abandon you and he will never let you go. He is with you on your journey through life, through the good times and the hard times, through the joys and the pains, through the many dangers, toils and snares. He is by your side and he will bring you home. And where is home? Where are we traveling towards? Where does our pilgrimage end? It's with God in the new heavens and new earth. He's not only maker of heaven and earth, but maker of the new heavens and new earth, where it's death that will be swallowed up in victory, where darkness will be no more, where all suffering will cease, where every wrong will be put right and every loss will be restored. It's where all of God's people will join together in one song, singing, blessed be the name of the Lord. But it's also a song for the journey, a song for the road. Whether the sun is shining down on us or whether the road is marked with suffering, we sing, blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. Even when the darkness closes in, Lord, still I'll say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. So as you continue your journey this week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And may the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.